0: Good morning. Today is Tuesday, January 5th, 2021. What I'd like to share with you is partially based on an insight by Sivan Rahab Meir. The Torah tells us very little about Moshe before he has chosen to leave the Jewish people. And every detail that we do have is meant to convey deep and important lessons about leadership that Moshe either intuited on his own or learned as preparation for this crucial period of his life and I hope with you to take a look at a number of these lessons especially on Thursday night but perhaps even uh, during the mornings this week. For today, I want to share with you a very, very subtle lesson. It's something that is easy to miss unless, until we focus on it. And that is that there is a grammatical problem in a Pusuk in our parsha. And let's see if we can detect it. And I want to be very honest and to confess to you that until this was pointed out to me actually last year, I never noticed this. I've learned the Parsha many, many times. I've read this verse many, many times. And I'm not such an expert in biblical grammar. um, And I did not notice it. But once it's pointed out, it conveys something very, very deep. And it goes like this. Near the beginning of the parsha, we learn that Moshe runs away from Mitzrayim to Midian. He comes to this place, Midian, which we understand is probably in the area that is now part of Jordan, possibly. It may be somewhere else. We're not exactly sure where it is and uh, he comes to this place and he sees that there's a well. Remember, we spoke about this uh, earlier. Lots of very important scenes in the Torah happen around wells because a well is a gathering place and especially in desert places and especially if you have flocks. A well is the center of what keeps life alive. So he comes upon a well and he sees there a number of women. We learned that they are sisters, the, daughter of Yis- the daughters of Yisro and they are drawing water for their flock. The Torah says, they were filling up their uh, vessels with the water that they drew from the well, in order to water the sheep of their father. They are women, so their father tzon avihen. All of a sudden, vayavoh haroim vayigarshum, other shepherds come along and they push them away. vayakam moshe vayoshi And Moshe arises, he gets involved, I'm going to come back to this pasuk on Thursday night. Vayoshi un, and he saves them. He saves these women. Vayashk es and Moshe gives water to the sheep. So, is anyone here smarter than me at biblical grammar to notice the inconsistency in that pasuk? Well, I know you're all on mute, so so um, again, I want to confess I never would have noticed this on my own, but once it's pointed out, it's very striking. In biblical grammar, in Hebrew grammar, there is uh, agreement of masculine and feminine. So, when the pasuk says they th- these women came lahashkos tzon avihen to give water to the sheep of their father, There refers to women. So it's not avihem, which would be their father referring to a group of men talking about their father, but avihem with a nun, a final nun, sometimes called an nun or a nun, but the final letter nun because it's in a feminine form. And Vayaka Moshe, Moshe gets up, I'm sorry, Vayavoha Ro'im, the shepherds, male, masculine, Ro'im, not Ro'in, Ro'im with a mem, vaygarshum, and they, these men, push away the women, so that refers to the men pushing away the women, Moshe gets up, Vayoshian, with a nun, Moshe saves, protects these women, feminine form, so we would expect, by Yashk, es nun Moshe would give water to their sheep, the sheep of the women. It should be with a Nun at the end, but that's not what it says. It says tso with a Mem at the end, which refers to the sheep of the men. Now the way Hebrew grammar works and I don't have a good answer for why this is, but it's just the way it is. That the masculine form is used for men, feminine used for women. When there is a mixture of both men and women, the masculine is used to refer to both. That's the way the biblical grammar works. The question is, why does it say num with a mem at the end, which is a masculine form, and not tsonan which is a feminine form. So, Ibn Ezra, who is the master of biblical grammar, says a rule. Now, far be it for me to pass judgment on the rule of the Ibn Ezra. He is an expert, and I don't know anything about this, but he says, since the word so nun would have two nuns, Nun, final nun, it doesn't sound right. So the last letter is changed from a nun to a mem in order for the word to sound right. That's what he says. He's the expert. It's a grammatical reason. Fine. Rav for Hirsch gives a different answer. It's more of a thematic answer. Let's leave that to the side for now. And I'm sure there are other sources that give other answers, but I want to share with you what Sivan Rahav Meir says. Moshe seeing these women mistreated by these bullies, these aggressors, these men, Moshe watered the flocks of the women and Moshe also watered the flocks of the men who were the aggressors. And Moshe is teaching us a very, very important lesson because if Moshe would have simply chased away the bullies and given water to the flocks of the women what would have happened the next day? The next day, the bullies would have come back and chased the women away again. Maybe Moshe would not have been there. Okay, later it turns out that one of the women is Sipora and he ends up marrying her, so it turns out that Moshe is going to be around for a while. But on this day, he doesn't know how long he's going to be there. Moshe gave water to the men so that they would not have a reason to bully the women the next day. In other words, Moshe took a step of a leader in not only solving the immediate crisis right now. Now these women need water for their flock. He was trying to take a step that would also solve the crisis long term to show the men there was another alternative rather than having to chase away these women. And in fact, at least according to the Torah, these women were not bothered again. And this is such an important lesson. When we encounter a problem, very often we look for a quick solution. We look for a band-aid. How do we Resolve the immediate problem in front of us. We don't always look for what's beneath the surface. What's the deeper issue and how do we solve that? Moshe is teaching us that's what leadership is supposed to do. Moshe is teaching us we need to think about what's going to happen right now, but we also need to think about what's going to happen tomorrow and the next day and next year. Often, a problem that we confront is too immediate and too urgent to look beyond the band-aid approach. Okay, sometimes you just have to put on a band-aid, but a sign of greatness in leadership is when confronted by a crisis to provide the band-aid, to provide a short-term immediate solution. and to also figure out the long-term solution to the underlying problem this is appropriate for every single one of us in every area of life in our work in raising family in taking care of our parents every single area of life this lesson is appropriate and in a certain sense There is a remarkable example of this happening in Israel right now. So there was an article that was publicized heavily on the internet. I saw it yesterday. It is an article written by Daniel Gordis. I urge you to find this article and to read this article. The title is Vaccination Miracle Brings Israel Back to Its Roots how it is leading the world in covid 19 inoculations so daniel gordis remarkable article it was published on bloomberg.com it should be easy to find if you google it the whole article is important i only want to point out just a little piece of it so he talks about the fact that israel is the amazingly the world leader of inoculating its citizens so he talks about the fact that he got his vaccine just the other day and he talks about the experience now listen to what he writes as the vaccinations were being given in one of jerusalem's large sports arenas i anticipated utter bedlam i mean imagine you know a crowd of israelis you know The sort of Israeli chaos that I usually can't stand, and I drove to the arena with a bit of dread. But I was entirely mistaken, inside there was a hushed calm, even a sense of sanctity. We waited only a few minutes. And I could tell looking at other people, he says, I was not the only one overwhelmed by the profound sense of gratitude for being part of this country. Nobody understands, nobody knew, we still don't understand how Israel has so many vaccines and they're able to give it to their citizens, that's what he writes. The small army of nurses and medical techs injecting one person after another with utter efficiency was that of old Israel, the Israel that knows how to come together when facing a mortal enemy. It's a different sort of enemy this time but the battle still evoked that abiding belief in our national resilience okay incredible and there are other parts of the article that you should read but here's the part that i want to mention today so after you get the uh, vaccine you have to sit and wait for 15 minutes to make sure that there's no reaction okay he says that he was waiting and I'm sorry, I didn't mention this before. So in Israel, the vaccines are being given on a priority basis. So right now, people 60 and over are eligible for the vaccine. And then as soon as that finishes, they'll go down in age. And, and Daniel Gordas is over than 60. That's why he was um, eligible for it. So he's uh, waiting the 15 minutes and um, with other people All over sixty years old, and staff members come walking around and they're handing out coloring books. So he says, what he looks around. It's all sixty and older people. Why are they giving us coloring books? We're not we're not children. I mean. He says, and then he was told, no, the coloring books are not for you. The coloring books are for your grandchildren. Because the staff understood that the reason that so many people are there taking the vaccine is not only the short-term issue of being able to protect themselves, which of course is a gigantic issue but it's to be able to see their grandchildren again. And so the staff wanted that when these people are finally able to visit their grandchildren after months and months of being separate, they'll have a toy to give to their grandchildren. Amazing. Now there are other great stories in this article. Again, you should read the whole article. But this is an example of looking beyond the immediate need of giving the vaccine, receiving the vaccine, but to also focus on the larger need of reuniting families, grandchildren with grandparents that we've missed for so long. And that is a lesson that Moshe teaches us with just this slight one letter change that Vayash Es Tzonam, Moshe didn't only heal the immediate problem, he also looked to solve the larger problem. I hope for all of us that we can work on the immediate problems, but also to look for the underlying issues and to address those as well as we learn from Moshe. My friends, I wish you a great day. Please be careful and stay safe and healthy.